Welcome to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dr. Rogelio Ralzola, a PhD in health, exercise, and sports science, a strength coach with over a decade of experience in personal, collegiate, and professional settings, and a sports scientist whose main goal is to use testing and data to maximize your health and performance. And I'm Brooke West, holistic registered dietitian, practicing the perfect combination of a functional nutrition, science-based root cause approach, and hippie magic, with areas of expertise in women's health and hormones, gut health, and micronutrient balance. We believe that health is multifaceted, but not as complicated as others make it seem. Our mission is to share what works and what's BS in the health industry, all while having a good time doing it. Expect us to share everything from new research to tried and true health philosophies to alternative health therapies and the occasional controversial topic. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Snack Time episode of the Health Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Dr. Rowe. I'm here to sling some knowledge. Um, So if you can tell by the title... Um, this is a multi-part kind of snack that I'm breaking up within a couple different weeks. Um, and it really, it really comes from a, um, consultation that I had, um, last week. So, um, yeah, send some feelers out for your boy. Uh, there's a chance that I, uh, end up working with, um, some really high level athletes that I'm really excited about, but, um, you know, when it comes down to, what sports science is and what I think is great trend conditioning, but like should be the norm, um, is what you track and how you can track it. And that's what I want to talk about. It's like the first part of ways that you can track performance. Um, I know that we talk about how you know, you can get strong and you can get fast and yada, yada. It's like, these are all the things that we want. And, you know, inherently it kind of comes with the, um, the territory of, of lifting and running and getting faster and doing whatever. But, you know, I think that we can get, we can, we can have like a, a bigger, we can look at things through a specific microscope or like just through a different lens so that we are being more specific about the things that we are tracking so that we can say like, hey, things are getting better and we're not just going to live and die by the 1RM or live and die by anything else. So this is part one um, of performance tracking. And I, th- I think it'll, you know, my hope is that as, as I talk through, the thi- through these things, um, it gives you insight to one, how I, how I coach, two, the data that I use as kind of like a sports scientist, and then three, and most importantly, like, gives you ideas on how to look at your life and your training and um, pick whether things are going well um, or not. So um, yeah, this is part one of what I'm hoping is kind of a two to three, maybe four part uh, series. So in this part, in this part one, um, I want to talk about compliance, readiness, and kind of my basic training metrics that I use across the board. Whether you are you know, someone who just works a nine to five and is a bit, bit of a weekend warrior or someone who we are uh, getting ready for uh, an Olympic push or something. Um, and I like to break it up between like pre-training or things outside of training and then training. 
Um, and so within the pre-training camp or outside of the gym camp, um, we have things like compliance and readiness. And I love compliance because especially like, you know, I've worked, I've worked in, in almost every setting now. Um, but, you know, there have been plenty of times where when I was a personal trainer in person, you show up, I'm waiting, got my coffee, not coffee, pre-workout in hand. I'm texting the person like, hey, I wonder if they're going to show up 15 minutes into it. Oh, hey, I'm canceling. I can't make it today. All right, cool. Still going to charge you, you know, whatever. Next week comes by. Same thing happens. Mm, okay. Uh, you know, do we need to change the schedule a bit? No, no, no. It's fine. Like next week I'll be here. Another week passes. The same thing happens. And I think that it's like a, that's the easiest way to see <laughs> whether things are going well or not for you or, you know, look at like when you zoom out, if it's been like, oh, I've really trained for three months or six months really hard, but I've missed one third of my training sessions because I keep missing my Monday lift session or whatever, then you can really realize that like you are not being compliant and that automatically is putting you in like a bad place, right? Like you are not showing up to train. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think when you, when you zoom out and, and like, I understand life happens. I don't think that missing once every now and then is going to derail you. And then I am all for taking a couple days or taking a day off of the gym to heal or to do something else or just to get your mind right. Like there's a lot of times where the best thing to do is nothing or to rest. Um, instead of just being like, oh, if I just go in and crush it and change the exercise, like, buddy, you got to, you got to relax. Right. Um, but I want to put compliance into context, right? So we talk about volume a lot and we're going to talk about it uh, later in the episode, but we look at volume as like the amount of something that you need to um, get some stimulus or, or, the amount of stimulus you need to force an adaptation is probably a better way to think about it. So specific to, we'll say gains, muscle size, let's say you need 30,000 pounds of volume, right? So, you know, if you are lifting three sets of 10 at 100 pounds, you know, I'm not good at math. Let's say that's 3,000 something. You do nine more sets. That's 30,000, right? That's that's within one training session. Um, but let's say you just need th th 30,000 pounds for the week uh, to grow. And then you need 25,000 pounds as a minimum to just keep whatever muscle you have. Now, Ben, these are arbitrary numbers, but this is kind of how it works, right? But okay, so 30,000 to grow, 25,000 to keep your muscle. And within those three training sessions, you're getting 12,000 pounds of volume. So we do the math, 12, 24, 36. That, that math I can do. Um, okay, cool. So that means that you are getting at least 6,000 more pounds of volume to grow. You're, you're hitting that threshold to actually grow that 30,000 pounds. Um, but let's say you miss one session. Well, you go from 36 to 24. Right. And so what that means is not only did you not have enough stimulus to grow, 
but now you haven't had enough stimulus to keep your muscle. And it's it's not that simple, right? Like this is not saying that if you miss one training session, all your muscle goes away. Um, but we are talking about things over time. And, and, you know, we're having like just this conversation about the reality of showing up and how important it is. So you miss one, right? You've You've already kind of put yourself in a negative point. And that's not even getting into like, let's say your sleep isn't great, your food isn't great, your stress is high, like, all right, well, then that minimum is actually like, probably a little higher, because you have so much stimulus. And now, right, like, because you're not getting it, it's just a negative feedback loop that's going to continuously get worse, you're probably gonna get stressed out about it, you're not gonna lift as hard, yada, yada. Um, But that's how important it is to step one, show up. Um, and, and, you know, like, like I said, this isn't like the, the be all end all. Um, some days you need to rest. Sometimes it is better. But when you look at the context of like training and goals and long-term goals, um, compliance and showing up is, is probably the most important thing you can do. Um, because, you know, like I could write you the best program ever, but if you're not going to do it, then it doesn't matter. But if I give you a subpar program, and you show up and you hit everything you're supposed to, you're going to be farther along than if you hadn't done anything. So compliance is 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 the first one, right? Like, are you showing up to the gym? Not even training, right? But are you showing up and putting yourself in a position to succeed three times out of three times or four times out of four times, however many times you're going? Yes, great. Like, that's that's one. Now you can assess, are you ready to train, right? Like, one of the reasons I love Train Heroic is because it's got um, a readiness scale built into it already. So sleep, mood, energy, stress, and soreness. Um, and you take these things into account every day before you train. And I think it's really important because it gives context to maybe why you weren't feeling good that day. Um, it gives context to me because if I'm like, oh, wow, like George really did not do well today. Like, oh, he had a readiness of 1.8. Yeah, that that's a text to him saying, hey, take tomorrow off, take the rest of the week off. Like, or like, is this a is this a one off? Did you just not sleep well? And it affected everything. But it's important to kind of have those check ins because you were having conversations with yourself about how well this training session is going to go. Um, and or also like how it's going to negatively or positively uh, impact your day your next training day, or just your next day in general. Um, but I love to check sleep. So like, how are you sleeping? How long are you sleeping? Right? Two very different questions, two very good questions, and they can both kind of help to answer um, whether your sleep is good or not. Um, what's your mood like? And is it because like, are you waking up pissed off and annoyed? Like right out the gate? There's probably some energy and stress issues there, right? Or some sleep issues. Um, or like, did you just have a, a, sh- a, you know, a shitty morning and now your mood to train is not where it needs to be? Totally valid. But I think that those are things that you can track so that maybe it's like every Tuesday, your mood is so bad. Why? Oh, every Tuesday, you call your parents and you have not great relationship with your parents. And so now you get angry or something. Like it's just a good way to look at um, at patterns and if things are getting better in your life, 
then things tend to get better with your lifting. The other things, um, you know, energy and stress, I think kind of go hand in hand. If you have low energy, then you tend to be more stressed and vice versa. If you're like, oh, I'm chilling right now, then like, oh, I feel great. This, you know, I have a lot of energy. I want to keep training. Um, those are really good statuses of like how things are going. Because if you can find like a happy medium where you're pushing yourself in the gym, um, you're not killing yourself in the gym, uh, and you're still getting your gains, you're still feeling really good, you're still feeling really accomplished, and like, hey, your performance is increasing, right? You're becoming a bit more able to handle the load, um, as well as being able to take that load in the gym, throw it outside to the real world, and, and handle life, Um so yeah, I mean, those are the four. And I think a big one is soreness as, as the fifth one. And soreness is huge because it can be a good indicator for how hard you're training. And I don't want that to be misconstrued as you need to be sore in order to train hard or you need to be sore in order for it, you know, the workout to count. I'm saying if you are consistently sore and you are doing what you think should be like enough, you may be overdoing it or your sleep, your food, your stress is so bad that your body is under recovering. And so now you're not doing well. So all of those things like within the context of readiness are good performance indicators, because if you train consistently and you see that these things are going up, then you are becoming maybe not like stronger from a one rep map run rep max point, um, but you're becoming more durable. Life is becoming a little easier. The gym is doing what it's supposed to be doing and making you strong, making you active, making you healthy so that you can deal with all the things that come with, with life that, um, you know, sometimes it's really great and sometimes it's not. So those are the two things that don't fall within training itself, which is again, readiness and then compliance. Now within training, this is like where the, where the fun stuff is, right? Um, I, I, I mean, there's so many things that we can get into. Um, and I want to do that in like the part two and part three, I think at a minimum, we should be looking at repetition maxes and then volume in general. And so with repetition maxes, I think most of us are familiar with like a one RM, right? One repetition max. So what is the heaviest amount that you can pick up um, once, right? That's going to be a grind most times. Um, if you've never done it, I mean, it's a, it's a great feeling. It's also pretty scary, right? Because you're like, oh man, like either I'm about to take this for a ride or it's going to take me for a ride. But um, one RMs are kind of the classic way we can say, are you getting stronger? Well, before you could lift 220, and now you can lift 225. Done, right? You are stronger. That's it. Um, but I think what's important is that a 1RM is a test of like pure strength, but you can't always test it, right? You're not always in the best position to test it because sleep, food, stress, volume, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I think that like, only basing whether you're getting strong off of the 1RM is is missing a lot because there's a lot of things that can kind of go wrong and ultimately like impact your ability to do that on that day for that lift within that moment. Um, 
and you know we had Bobby O'Mullen on, who's a, he's a great friend. Uh, he's a head strength coach at Rollins College right now. Um, and I don't remember, I don't remember where he got it from, but he said something that it's like you can always max out, but you can't always PR, right? And that's fair because you can always like redline if you really wanted to. You can try your freaking hardest, and you can just like put everything you can into the bar. And that doesn't automatically mean you're going to get stronger, right? Or that you're going to get a new PR, a new personal record. And I think that's super important because, you know, just because that didn't happen doesn't mean that like a 3RM didn't go up or a 10RM, right? If you are like consistently training within the 8 to 12 rep range and your 8 to 12 rep range weights are going up, then you are getting much stronger you are getting more volume on you. So you're going to inherently get more bigger. But, I, you know, I, I just don't want people to look at like, well, you know, I, my bench has been stuck at 365. I wish <laughs> my bench has been stuck at 365 for, you know, uh, a year. It's like, yeah, okay, well, like one, have you trained specifically for that? No, fine. This is a moot point. But let's say yes. And it's like, okay, well, it didn't go up, but your 3RM and your 2RM are higher so you know maybe your estimator one rm goes up and you know you can say that's important or not because like if you don't hit it, it doesn't really count um but that's like i think probably a better way than just a one rm because there's too many things that can affect a one rm like i said for that day for that lift in that moment um and so is it worth it for you to kind of base your performance on a one rm i don't know that's up to you. Um, if you were a power lifter or an Olympic weightlifter, absolutely. Like that is your sport. If you are someone who just likes to lift because they like to lift or they want to get stronger or you're like an athlete of a different sport, I don't think it's important, especially if you're like making your money by throwing a ball around. Like <laughs> it's definitely not important. Um, but you know, this, I also, I get it. I'm also always chasing numbers. Um, I will probably always chase numbers. But I also understand that, you know, when I hit a new two or three RM, like, hell yeah, I've gotten stronger. That's awesome that, you know, I'll take that as a win because it is a win. So that's repetition maximums um, or yeah, for the first training metric. And the second is volume. And so if you use uh, Train Heroic, then it automatically calculates the volume for you. And we talk a lot about volume, but in case you're unaware, right, volume is really just, it It can get pretty technical, like what training volume is, but we're just talking about load times intensity. So if you lift um, a 10-pound weight three times, your load is 30 pounds, right? Three times 10, 30. You do three sets of that, 30 times three is 90. So you've put 90 pounds of volume on you. And the reason I love volume so much as an indicator is because I liken it to your durability. When you first start working out, right? Like you get sore, it's hard, the weight crushes you. Um, and so you're just not as durable to be doing that work. And that's okay, right? That's the whole point is to get strong enough and to do it enough so that it doesn't become an issue. Um, but the more you lift, the more you're able to lift, the more durable you are, right? The more you're able to handle volume 
outside of the gym, right? Your body is like, oh, this is stress. I'm chilling. This is, you know, this is nothing. I put myself through worse situations in the gym. Um, and I think that that's fair when people are like, oh, if I kill myself in the gym, it makes life easier. There's something to that from a mental standpoint, um, but also from a physical durability standpoint. Um, and so the more you train, the more volume put onto yourself, the more you're going to get stronger, um, the bigger you're going to get. And like I said, like your ability to recover from it is also going to increase. And so that's why I think it's a really great metric because the more you train, the more stimulus you'll need. And so if you, you know, look back at last year and look at all your training sessions and say, hey, on average, like I was getting 30,000 pounds of volume during the week, like on average, right? And it hopefully increased, uh, at least from a trend line perspective over the year. But now this year, like let's say it's December 31st, 2024, and you look back on this year and you're like, dang, my weekly average was actually like 35, 40,000 pounds. And oh, that would explain why I'm so much stronger. Oh, that would explain why I'm so much bigger. Um, and I'm more durable. I was able to do way more, way more work. Um, so that's like one of my favorite ways to track whether you are becoming more durable, whether you are putting yourself in a position to get bigger, get stronger. Um, and Almost more importantly, right, the reason I like to track volume is to check people and to check yourself. Um, there may be times where you like absolutely crush yourself in the gym, whether you mean to or not, right? You're like, hey, you know what? Like my buddies are in town. We're going to do a squat off. Why? Why would you do that? Especially if you were on a training regimen, right? Because now you hit. 315 for 10 for shits and giggles and then 405 and then 500 and whether you want to or not you've loaded up an extra like one two three thousand pounds of volume that you were not prepared for and so now your body gets effed and no amount of sleep extra calories supplements or magical ice baths are going to save you from going too hard too fast so that's why i like volume to look at the work that you've done over a period of time compared to the work that you did now. And in a really simple sense, that's the acute to chronic workload ratio, which I can talk about in the um, in part two. But, you know, we get used to doing a certain amount of work. You do way more work than you used to. You're either not going to do it well or the next session you're going to blow up or you get hurt. And so that's why I really like volume, not only to see whether you're training hard enough, but if you are doing too much and like if your sleep really is five, your mood is a five, you're eating, sleeping, like everything is like great and you still feel terrible and you go and look at your volume, oh, it's because I'm absolutely crushing myself in the gym six times a week. Again, no amount of anything is going to save you from that. Um, so yeah, just wanted to talk briefly about the, those, I guess, four metrics that I use across the board, whether you are someone who's just getting new to training, whether you are an elite um, athlete, looking at compliance, how often you're showing up, looking at readiness, which really encompasses things like mood, sleep, 
energy, uh, stress, and soreness. And then training metrics being um, repetition maximums, so like really how strong you've gotten. And then volume, your durability, how much work you put into yourself. This is part one. I'm really excited to kind of get into some some of the cooler stuff in part two, especially depending on if you have tech or not. Um, and then, you know, uh, that's just me nerding out. So if you have questions about how you can track your stuff better, um, you know, any questions about anything that I talked about today, feel free to hit me up, send a DM to at health unfiltered pod, send a DM to at ROI health, um, or send in an email if you'd like to do that. Uh, but for now, I hope you enjoyed your snack. I have a, a great rest of your week. And I hope that you are out there training hard and, and getting all the gains that, that you deserve. So peace out, everyone. Let's play that music. Thank you for listening to the Health Unfiltered podcast. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform, rate the podcast, and share this episode. Connect with me, Dr. Alzola, on Instagram at ROI Health. For more details on all things sports and human performance coaching, visit GetROIHealth.com. You can find me, Brooke West, on Instagram at WestNutrition.co. For all the ways we can work together on nutrition and holistic health, visit WestNutrition.co. And don't forget to send us your epic questions of the week on Instagram at HealthUnfilteredPod. Catch you next time.